Welcome back to another show of Rum Travel Talk. My name is Tim. Well, you probably know that if you listen to the show all the, every week. And yeah, so the, the podcast is called Rum Travel Talk. And I have never talked of rum until now. I'll be real honest with you now. I'm not a rum profi. So I drink, most of the time, drink my rum with Coke. Rum and Coke. So I'm a Cuba Libre guy. I love my rum with Coke. And so that most of the time I just buy very boring rum like Captain Morgan to mix it with some lime juice and Coke. That is awesome. I love that. Cuba Libre, Captain Morgan and Coke. So good. But just recently I started trying rums from other countries. So we have that one booze shop close to the German border here, which is called Zika. And they have a huge choice of booze and also rum and from the most weird countries so last time I was there i found a rum from the fiji islands i did not know that the fiji Islands do rum but that one spice rum from the fiji Islands was very good or also i found a rum from the united states which i love that was a spice rum from the united states and i think that was the best spice rum i have until now so it's called bayou so you may know if you're safe bayou you maybe know from what part of the United States comes from it's from Louisiana and that was probably the best spice rum I had until now the, the bottle looks good the rum is good and with coke it's awesome of course I do drink sometimes rum without coke so I had like what was it called again papa rum I think it was papa last papas also with papa was on the Philippines that one one is quite good with no coke in it i just had also some rum from paraguay which was good too which was called plantation so plantation has a brand where you have rums from many countries so i had the one from paraguay i just have here another, a bottle from barbados that was called grand reserve that one was good too i again i drank that one most of the time with coke but it's also not bad pure also some of the bacardi rums were good those are the cheap ones but you don't have to pay a lot to have some good drinks so if you just want a cheap good rum bacardi is good and you got from very cheap bacardi and you too expensive bacardi and they are most of they are all good and the only disgusting rum that i had last time was something some rum called bamboo bondi bumbi let me check. I still have the bottle because it's disgusting. So just wait a second. I will open my fridge to give you the name of it. So it's called Bumbu. It's disgusting. It, because you take the cork of the bottle and you got a banana flavor in it. Tell, it smells and tastes like a banana liquor. Yep, no. There's one fruit I hate in my life, or one food that I hate. It's banana. Banana is the most disgusting stuff in the world for me. I hate fucking bananas. And the, that bumbu rum. Ugh, disgusting. But as you can see or hear, I know nothing about rum, so I can't tell you a lot of it. So I just love my, my rum in the Coke. And that's why I said, I thought, let's call the, the podcast Rum Travel Talk because I love my rum in Coke. So I'm a very basic guy rum and coke and i'm happy so let's go to the podcast the interview this week so this week we have an interview with emma and we have 
a recap show this week. So let's go to the team song. Five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, so this week we are joined again by someone who speaks English natively. So this time it's just me who speaks better English. So we are today with Emma Rowland. Emma, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm always happy. It's a long time we haven't talked, so that's per perfect time to talk again. And you had the idea for this week's show to do like a recap show of 2020. It's still, it's already February, but in February, you still can do a recap show for last year. That's not too late yet in the new year, I guess. I mean, there was a lot of things that happened last year. And uh, I mean, it's dragged on into this year. So you might as well uh, recap and uh, we can go over all the parts that uh, happened to, well, everyone. Yep, exactly. So we try not to include just fucking COVID. Okay, COVID will be probably like, 95% of our talk or Trump, whatever, but we will try also to put some joyful stuff in it. Because we will try our best. Uh, it wasn't the most positive of years, but I'm sure there's oh. a positive at the end somewhere. Yeah, because January, for example, let's start immediately with the month of January. January started for me quite badly. I lost my job in January and I was like... That was a shitty thing. Of course, I hated my job that I had before that, but I had a job, so I lost it. I was that was a bit shit. So, 2020 started already shit for me before the COVID arrives. But well, kind I mean, of I I definitely wouldn't have wanted to be in Australia in uh, the January of 2020. Uh, that's one thing. What was in Australia? November 2019. So that was probably on the same level there that January in Australia. Yeah, they had all those wild wildfires, but uh, it was definitely a uh, shocking start to a oh, year. Yes. I can confirm that because when we arrived there in November, just before my birthday, it was, well, when we arrived, we couldn't smell anything. But then on the next day, we went out of our hotel and it smelled like a wooden barbecue. So, so like really someone is burning wood for barbecue. And that was definitely weird because I went to bushfires just around Sydney and It was foggy because of the bushfires. I mean, the pictures were horrific and it just looked like someone had put an orange filter over the entire, like, the world. And all the photos were just of this orange and burnt husk of the buildings. And it was something that you, you couldn't imagine in your worst nightmares. But then again, in Sydney, as I said, in the morning, we smelled the wood fire. And then probably sometime around 12, we were at Bondi Beach. And it was a perfect blue sky, no smell at all. And it was like a normal day in Down Under. Just on the news, they said, yeah, don't drive there in Sydney. Don't drive over there outside of Sydney because there's a fire, there's a fire. But it was... An experience which I didn't had to experience, but well, it 
was yeah it was weird yeah and it's one of the things that even though so much land was destroyed there only was i think it was about 35 people that lost their lives due to the fires yeah which considering how fast and massive the fires were it could have been so much worse exactly because they were even afraid that the koala could go extinct but luckily luckily they managed to save quite a few of them because those are cute animals i took a picture with one when i was there the first time in australia that was my second time in australia the first time when i was there but one of those koalas one in the wild one in the zoo those are cool animals i do like koalas but i like a lot of the australian animals and uh I'm quite glad they uh, they're no longer well they're not going to be extinct. Yep, because they look nice. Not not as in, yeah, they those are quite the cutest animals in Australia. I have seen a, a few ones which are ugly as fuck over there. I mean, I saw a wild opossum. Ugh. Not the most beautiful <laughs> animal in the world. It looks like an animal on drugs, the opossum. <laughs> yeah. And I think what I saw also a few weird kangaroos when I was there the first time. Not all the kangaroos look good. Uh, there's definitely wallabies. They're similar to kangaroos. They are, they're, they're weird. Yeah. Definitely just, weird. Just some look like a big fucking rat. And I hate rats. <laughs> oh, those, are from, those beasts are so ugly. I hate rats. I don't like them. That ugly tail. Ugh. Yeah. Not the, my kind For me, of... it's the spiders. Uh, so... The only thing that uh, I don't like is uh, yeah, well, some of the creepy crawlies. Those are a lot over there in Australia. Even apparently in Sydney, there's one spider, I forgot the name, who could kill humans. I... Uh, Black Widow, no, I it believe it is. Black Widow, it was some Australian spider, I forgot the name. Brown Recluse? I have absolutely no idea. I had to Google. I have to Google it because I forgot it now. But I haven't seen any of them. I saw one big spider when I was the first time in Australia, when I was somewhere around A.S. Rock. I don't know. No, sorry, you have to call it Uluru now. It's not A.S. Rock anymore. There's a one big spider. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen much of wildlife, of the bad wildlife in Australia, lucky for me, because I don't want to meet those venomous sp- uh, uh, snakes or whatever. I hate snakes too. So, yeah. So what else happened in January? What else happened in January? So I lost my job. I want, went to one comic convention. Okay, that was now about me. That's not nothing about from you. So I went to one comic. Went to, uh, we, we all met up in Manchester for birthday party. Exactly. That was good. In the to a small town of Warrington near, to Man, near Manchester, where we had quite a lot of booze. A lot of booze, yeah. a lot of fun, and yeah. uh, a really good night. I, uh, I experienced some birthday games that i didn't know about in luxembourg like the one where you have to unwrap a gift a few times and there's always a mission after after each unwrapping yeah uh pass the parcel with consequences uh it's definitely funny definitely uh interesting yeah i was sitting on legs of some guy in a furry costumes drinking shots that was an experience <laughs> Because that game is unknown in Luxembourg. We're just in Luxembourg. We're just drinking. Yeah. It's uh, it's usually a kids' party game, but um, somehow we managed to turn it into an adult party game. 
yeah, have a have a shot of that glass, have a shot of that vodka, then a shot of vodka, whatever. They had weird flavored vodkas that night over there. There was a lot of vodkas. I never had cotton candy vodka. That one was interesting. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of it. I stuck to uh, the toffee vodka. Yeah, I don't know which one I had the most. I was drinking most of the time, like the name of my podcast is Rum Travel Talk. So I was also drinking most of the time rum there. But Alan suggested me rum there to mix there with my Coke, which was disgusting. I have forgotten the name of it, but ugh, it wasn't drinkable. I, I bought one bottle and it was disgusting. I think I haven't even emptied half of it. So I went with, luckily I bought also some wine on that night. So I drank most of the time wine because the rum I had there was disgusting. Apparently it's a famous <laughs> spiced rum in the UK, but wasn't not my flavor. Yes, uh, there was a lot of alcohol that night. Yeah, it was funny. Unfortunately, I had to leave soon because I had my hotel in Manchester and the last fucking train was at midnight. So... I don't know what happened after midnight. But... Uh, more alcohol, uh, partying, and uh, more alcohol, basically. The best part, damn it. Next time when, I, when Alan invites us, I take an hotel in Warrington because I took only an hotel in, Wash in Manchester because of my old job, which I had lost, but I had still the benefits from my last job when I went to Manchester. I had to steal a car to get an hotel for like nothing. And in Manchester there was no hotel of that group so I booked that hotel because I had paid for those three nights in Manchester I paid only like less than a hundred it happens less than a hundred quid yeah you always go for the best deal and yeah. if best deal is the one that saves you the most money um to be honest you probably thanked yourself for that later in 2020 yeah exactly but so that was our January. So January was quite okay. Uh, January was still good. I lost my job, but ah, whatever. February started quite well for me because in February, I immediately got a new job, which I still have now. And I'm happy that I got it in February because I think if I had been unemployed until March, it would have been more difficult to find a new job. So I'm happy I got that job in February where I'm now so now i'm working at that real estate company at the office which is okay it's well paid nice people to work with so i was lucky that i was only unemployed for a month so i was happy for that so february still started good for me february was um it was definitely everyone was building up to the pandemic um yeah we had yeah we had the start of all the rumors from wuhan but we also had the um, the Oscars and Parasite, uh, one of the only films that uh, I can remember from last year. Yeah, because last year most films were cancelled. Like there's still so many films which we should have seen already this last year. They are still not in the cinema. I think in March last year they should have shown James Bond, the new one. Yeah, they tried to get it for Christmas, didn't they? But um, unfortunately, it was not meant to be. Yes, and now apparently they have to do reshoots for the movie because apparently James Bond nowadays is just a big advertisement. So now the, the, the Rolex watches and the cars that they are showing in the movie are already too old to show now in the movie. At least that's a rumor I heard that they had to do reshoots because 
the Rolexes are too old, the cars are not up to date anymore, and they will just want to show you the new stuff in the James Bond movie. To be honest, the latest James Bond films have been advertisements for Rolex, yeah. Bentley, uh, all the types of uh, major brands seem to be in that James Bond movie, and it gets worse with each iteration of the film. Yeah, but they are still good. I can't still can't wait to see, but the, the the one movie where I was pissed that they cancelled it in March was Black Widow. So yes, me too. At least we have Wonder Vision now, but I want to see Black Widow too. And now they well, they say May we will see it in May now, but I'm still not one hundred percent sure if we're really go, going to see it in May. Well, it, we'll see. Is uh, how most of the life is at the moment is. Uh, Cinemas in Luxembourg are open. I don't know how, if they are open yet in the UK. Here in Luxembourg, cinemas are open again. No, at the moment, we're currently in a full lockdown. Um, you're only meant to leave your house if you have to go to work. Uh, so it's essential okay. essential to leave the house. Then we are Unfortunately, lucky. yeah, unfortunately, it's just a first lockdown all over again. <laughs> yeah, we had the first lockdown. Well, really just big lockdown we had in Luxembourg was well it started in March last year that's one I started my new job on March 1st which or March 3rd because March 1st was I think a Saturday and so I started on March 3rd and on March 8th I already had holiday because the first lockdown came so I worked for a week and I was on holiday for like nine weeks yeah, you managed to get a uh, quite a, a good deal from starting your job. Yeah. You started just in time to be able to get taught something and then to go off on uh, leave for the next nine weeks. Luxembourg was locked down until May, the beginning of May. And so, and okay, most of my colleagues were working a bit from home, but because I was too new, they didn't want me to do the emails or whatever but from home. So I was like, okay, cool. But you can't argue with it. I said, oh, but, but as I was a good guy, I said, of course, of course, if I can help, please contact me and I will do. But eh, apparently didn't need my help during those nine weeks. So until May, I was doing nothing back home. But we were lucky with the lockdown. The weather was fantastic during the first lockdown last year in March. So those nine weeks, well, after, we had like 20 degrees, some Awesome. Yeah, unlike you, I ended up working. We went into a lockdown at the very end of March in the UK. And we started about, I think it was the 26th or 27th of March. I ended up working the entire way through because my company decided that during lockdown, most of the business was going to be furloughed. Mm -hmm. But in my team in finance in particular, we were going to use the time to tidy up our system and make it so that our operating system and problems that we'd had worked smoother for when we went back to work, which in retrospect was a very good idea. Um, we're still actually doing it in this lockdown, but uh, it's been a good, a good way of getting the tasks done that you just don't have time on a normal week to week basis at work. But so how much was the lockdown affecting your job i know you work something like in the backgrounds of the pub business and pubs of course were hit very hard with the closure and so so 
Um, in the UK, we had total closure of all pubs from the first Friday of the lockdown. We went into lockdown on the Saturday morning. Uh, with the pubs closed, uh, that obviously means that there's no income coming into the pubs. Mm-hmm. But it also meant that the pubs became a centre for the communities. And in my company in particular, we found that publicans and people that run the pubs were actually helping their community in ways that you wouldn't expect. So um, there was a pub uh, that got mentioned in our local in Teams group. Uh, that had opened a pub shop that sold fruit, vegetables, flour, rice, eggs, milk, bread, that local people could order a box and they would deliver it to the door. So if you were an elderly person and you couldn't leave your house, they would go and deliver the local essentials to the house for the person. Mm. And there were stories of takeaway shops being opened up and people running quizzes to raise money for charity or the NHS. And obviously, if you're talking about charity in the NHS, you've got to mention Captain Tom Moore. Who recently died, right? I think I read something like yeah. that. News. Yeah. He recently passed away of COVID uh, only a couple of weeks ago, but he turned 100 and decided to walk 100 laps around his house. garden and for a hundred year old that's obviously quite a feat yeah i only knew about of him because well i got all you all my friends in the uk that i heard of because of it but now on tvs here they they mentioned him once or twice but now i heard the last thing i heard about him was unfortunately his passing away which was just very recently but yeah he was like a big hero in the uk what i read yeah he, he was an inspiration, definitely. If a 100-year-old man could get up and walk around his house to uh, raise money for the health service, then surely we could all help a little bit. And exactly. It didn't have to be a lot. It could be just helping so that an NHS worker got a lift into their workplace one morning. Yeah, that was something making... why was COVID was good, because some people started to look after other people so we had here like the like youth were doing shopping for elderly people because they were at risk when they go outside so when used the younglings were doing shoppings for them and yeah that was something which was good about covid because some people finally started looking after each other and that still is now at least here in Luxembourg a little bit, that they are still looking about after old people or people who are more at risk than we are. And that's that was something good. It's definitely a positive out of the whole of 2020. It brought people together if it was friends running quizzes together like our friendship group did. Yeah, that was or if <laughs> Or if it was shopping for an elderly neighbour or making sure that your neighbours that have to quarantine because someone got COVID had enough food in their cupboards to survive for two weeks, three weeks. But did It you brought also humanity had, together. But also, did you also had the same problem in the UK that we had here in, on the continent, was like during the first lockdown, we had the one problem here in our supermarket, 
There was no toilet paper. There were no noodles. There was no yeah, some stuff. Why like is it we bought so much toilet paper and pasta and rice and noodles? And I get, I kind of get why we bought pasta, rice, and noodles because they're you could store them for a long period of time and you just add water. But the tea paper thing that was weird. But do you I know bought... why it started though? I have no idea. So um, the reason why it started is Australia <laughs> is one of the only countries that don't produce their own toilet paper. They have yeah. it all imported. And because of the wildfires and the fact that they went into lockdown the middle of February, uh, they went into lockdown a couple of weeks earlier than all of Europe. Um One of the, the fires had wiped out one of their toilet paper reserves. And so toilet paper was in low supply in Australia. And somehow it went from Australia had no toilet paper to the world needed to buy tons of toilet paper. Because we somehow thought that it would imp impact us as well. It, it really doesn't. <laughs> that, that's a story I didn't know about it. Because I was less like people were just, I mean, my opinion was like, People are crazy as fuck. Why are they doing that? I realized the first time, just a week, well, I realized I saw the first time that people buying toilet paper as crazy. It was yeah, one week before the lockdown started here in March. I went to the supermarket during my lunch break in my one week of work, and I saw them. Why is that supermarket so full? Normally at 12:30, no one's at the supermarket. So the supermarket was crowded, and everyone yeah. had toilet paper and noodles in there trolley and i was like what the fuck happening now and then yeah and then i knew two weeks two hours later they announced yeah on friday lockdown we started so some people already knew it before some others because we're a small country i guess but yeah I was like, okay sure so yeah it's uh, definitely something that uh, we all flocked to the stores to buy but at the end of the day um i live in a house with Well, during the first lockdown, I lived in a house with uh, five other people. Mm -hmm. My parents, two brothers, and my nephew was staying with us at the time. And if you have six people in a house, you go through toilet paper quite quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so although we were buying bulk lots of uh, toilet paper, we, we actually used it up within the entire of the lockdown. So really we weren't really stockpiling we were just we had enough to survive on i ordered my toilet paper then on the, on amazon so amazon still had it so i was surprised that you could order toilet paper on amazon but we ordered i ordered my toilet paper on amazon and two weeks two days later i had my toilet paper because i couldn't find any at the supermarket anymore so yeah yeah unfortunately some people's amazon deliveries of toilet paper were going missing oh i don't know i was one of the lucky ones we got ours here from germany Ah, well, you have the uh, the joy of being surrounded by Germany and France and all the other countries, so you could just pop over to a different country yeah, each time you need to go shopping. But also the but the Germans and the and the Belgians closed the border during the lockdown, so that was also a little bit problem then for us to shopping abroad. But yeah, yeah, I can imagine it would be uh, quite hard to go and get uh, local essentials. Exactly, but well, no, that was like that. But that was only until May, and then in May, 
life came back to normal, at least here in Luxembourg. So from May on, there was again normal life here. Every, all the shops were open again, restaurants and bars, whatever. Well, of course, with restrictions. So we had to wear the mask in every shops and also on the buses everywhere. But everything was open again. So we could live somehow normal from May to, yeah, November 21st. And I know exactly the date because November 21st is my birthday. And then November 21st, the restaurants had to close again here. And they are still closed. But from May to November, we could not live yeah we could live normal here so, so we had a bit of a different scenario we stayed in lockdown until june mm-hmm. and then by the end of june we'd eased up the lockdown restrictions enough that we could go out and we could not socialize but we had restaurants pubs opened up on the 4th of july um we did have a return to a somewhat normal life but we still had very strict restrictions for the majority of the country. And we also imposed regional rules. So different counties could go into a lockdown. You had to stay in your house, depending on the uh, infection rate in the area. Exactly. And then if you live in Wales or in Scotland, then again, it was different. (laughs) Different rules, different areas. Yep, definitely. Uh, I mean, I, I wish we'd followed more of the Scottish government's way of doing things and lockdown sooner. But at the end of the day, we've, um, we've come off better than we could have um, compared to what the USA did. So yeah, here really everything was back to normal in September. I was even for a weekend on a holiday break. So we went to Munich, of course, the week you. Yeah, but the reason why we, why we went to Munich was the Oktoberfest, which was then also cancelled due to COVID. So, and that was, so then it was just normal Munich trip and I knew Munich quite well as I used to live there many years ago. So, But we could travel, we could go to restaurants, we could go to bars. Okay, everything had to close at like I think 10 or 11 p.m. But until 10 or 11 p.m. everything was normal live around here. Cinemas were open. There were no good movies showing during the summer, except for, I think the only big blockbuster movie we got this year was Tenet. Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, that was October time, wasn't it? I think it was early. I think I saw it in summer. Um, yeah, it might have been earlier for you, because I, uh, I know it was... I went to watch it with a... Because during summertime, I also tried to date, for, to date someone for... But it didn't work out. But I remember that I went with that lady to the cinema to watch Tenet. I think it was September. I think it was September, Tenet. It might have been September, yeah. I know we, uh, our government had the great idea to do um, a scheme to get people to go out to the pub and restaurants again uh, in August called Eat Out to Help Out. <laughs> Basically, uh, you went to a restaurant or a pub and you got 50% off your meal. Nice. And probably everyone on the island was just going out to get drunk. So the, the rules were you couldn't use it for alcohol. You had to use it for food and a drink. Oh, okay. um, and it was only on a Monday, Tuesday or a Wednesday for basically getting people out to go out on days that they wouldn't usually go out for food. And it actually worked really well. 
and the infection rates didn't creep up until months after once all yeah. the kids had gone back to school yeah exactly here here in september i think it was in september last year when covid started to peak again so yeah in september school started and everyone got ill because but our school minister still said was like ah no it's not a school that everyone why everyone gets sick it's I... they did the same here they blamed the pubs yeah and they said exactly the same here yeah. people are going to pubs people are things but um If you looked at the infection rates and who was actually infected, it was all school kids. Yeah, and same here. Yeah, it's it's weird how the government will always argue that it's antisocial behaviour in pubs or restaurants compared to schools and other areas of Exactly. Government control. This week, for example, here in Luxembourg, this week is a school holiday week. So this week, the students were all in holiday. But just last week, before the holidays, they closed schools again this year because too many kids were having COVID. So yeah, have... our schools are all closed at the moment as well. And they're also on a holiday uh, half term at the moment. Well, next week school will resume here again, except for a few schools in the south of Luxembourg because there are still many people having COVID next to the French border because we're boarding the, the area of France with the most COVID cases and they all have that British version of the COVID strain. And now they have all afraid here. So south of Luxembourg, the schools will probably not open again next week, at least a few ones, but normally all schools open again here next week. But restaurants are still, restaurants and bars have to be closed at least here until mid of March, if I'm not wrong. Unfortunately, we've got not got a date to uh, reopen at the moment. So uh, uh, I do know there's rumors going around that by the end of March, we'll be out of the lockdown, but... Uh, it's just rumors at the moment. Uh, yeah. Until, well, at least the government has hit its vaccination target for the uh, top four categories of high risk people. You will get to yeah. that pretty close, I guess, on the other side. But I see on the news here, the UK is doing quite well with that. And they, I think Johnson just said recently, like, yeah, I think in summer, most of the people have the vaccine. Yeah, they're aiming to get um, quite a few people done by the end of May. So they've got um, basically all the elderly people, uh, anyone with high health conditions that would affect them, uh, frontline workers like the NHS and health workers <laughs> and carers, so people that are dealing with someone that's also got um, a high-risk situation if they caught covid um, they've managed to offer a vaccine to all of those groups in just five weeks, I believe it was. That's cool. I'm so uh, somehow jealous, but you're doing good now. I'm not sure if I will see you guys pretty soon on the island because of those quarantine restrictions that you have right now there. Because for example, if I want to visit for example, now, I say, Emma, I want to visit you next week. That wouldn't not be possible for me because I could travel tomorrow to the UK but then I have to stay at the hotel which was which has to be booked well the hotels that your government decided that we can use then as a quarantine I heard that those prices are like 
over 1,500 pounds. Yeah, it's very expensive. Because I know one friend of ours had to do that right now. Lisa has to do that now for two weeks when she came back to the UK where she lives. Uh, Yeah, it's anyone that travels in from a high-risk area. So uh, there's some areas that they're just saying, yeah, you've got to isolate for 10 days. I still have my hopes that I will that will that I'm allowed to travel to the UK in July for that wedding where we're invited to, but I'm not sure that I am that I can come. To be honest, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely one of those that everything's a little bit uncertain at the moment, but yeah. uh, there's no way of guaranteeing that uh, we're even going to be able to travel uh, to different countries without this vaccination passport that uh, is meant to be going ahead. Yes, because some countries already, I saw on the news yesterday, Sweden will do it. Sweden apparently already said, we will just let people in to our country in summer who are vaccinated, who have the vaccine. I think the Greek, the Greek guy, the Greek prime minister said something like that too, but it's not decided yet in Greece because I don't think that Greece will do it because they need their tourism. So they... They, they will probably not do the thing like they, they can't just say yeah just people who had the vaccine can travel to Greece then the Greek economy will go down in summer but I think the Greek Prime Minister also wanted that I read that Qantas I think Greece Airlines, and Italy are the same yeah Qantas Airlines already said yep now just people with vaccines are allowed to fly with us to Australia so I guess more people countries and their companies will say that they will only take people with vaccines it's definitely going to be something that uh, is going to be discussed in the government uh, in the next couple of weeks but I guess yeah it's probably going to be a consensus on how they do a vaccination passport do you have to have something written into your passport do you have to have a note from your doctor or I guess we will get some vaccine at least in Luxembourg we have something like a vaccine passport already I don't know how it's in the UK we have here like our national health insurance card but we do also have a vaccine pass where it says you got the vaccine against that and that and then that Um, from all I know I think we get stickers well good work too and not if they fall off or yeah true who knows we will find out in the next couple of weeks yeah or there will be an app one day or whatever but now we had already too much covid talk so what else happened last year um do we want depressing or do we want positive well we can go positive the americans voted for example good this time Well, well most of the americans voted good this time Yes, they managed to get rid of Trump, which, thank God, I mean, after how he handled COVID and everything, mm-hmm. it can only be a breath of fresh air from now on. But now, at least for those next four years, there will be no Trump. So it, because uh, they didn't yes. vote against Trump yesterday on the news. So Trump could be back technically in four years, but let's. Yeah, he needed 10 more votes to be able to be out yeah. forever. Let's hope that Biden will be 
such will do such an awesome job that people also in four years will vote someone of the democratic groups or at least yes they he definitely has got um some uh, hard work ahead of him especially after black lives matter and coronavirus in the u.s and how it was handled they need some good stuff yeah because I think Biden, okay, Biden is also, I think it's the, Biden is not like the oldest US president that he ever had because he's like 76, 74. What? Yeah, he took over the um, world record from uh, Trump, which is also a great thing because he took the record from Trump. <laughs> yeah. I, heard, I met Biden, well, tech, I kind of met Biden many years ago when I was once in the United States. I was at the United States, it was when Uh, Obama was still president. I was during Veterans Day. I was in Washington D.C. at the uh, the big uh, there was Veterans Day, and there was at the speech where normally the U.S. president would have had the speech, but he wasn't there. Obama, so Biden had to make the speech when he was vice president. So I heard once the speech of of Biden when I was in the U.S. So I can say I oh that's cool. I've seen the U.S. president once from far. When he was vice president, that was an interesting experience. That was cool. Uh, yeah, let's see how the Americans will do now with Biden as a president. Now they uh, definitely have some hard work ahead of them. Yeah, because I, uh, yeah, we never know what happens next in the U.S. Everything is possible in the U.S. It's. I don't get how their politics works. Yeah, me neither. Because... I don't even understand their voting systems because last votes, Hillary Clinton had more votes, but Trump became president because they have that weird system where not most votes win, but... Most areas. Yeah, most areas win. And then they have someone at those areas who decides... I, I don't get that system. It's a weird system. Normally in the country, when you have most votes, you win. Not, not in the US. Yeah, it makes sense that if, I don't know, 80,000 people vote for one person and 79,000 people vote for the other person, 80,000 people win rather than less winning. It, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It seems rigged. And then most people who voted for Trumps were like people who were like hillbillies, <laughs> which don't know yes. anything about politics, but they are like, because Trump says, America first, then they are like, yeah, America, fuck yeah. But, I mean, if we have to hold it down, we have to say that TikTok did an amazing thing of booking out the entire stadium for a Trump rally <laughs> so that all the seats were empty apart from the obvious people that got in. That was my highlight of uh, the election campaign. <laughs> that was a funny thing, yeah. Seeing an empty stadium and then looking at Trump <laughs> as he's preaching to empty seats because a bunch of children on an app that he wanted to ban have said, yeah, we don't like you. And the app still is not banned, still there, still rocking. I'm too old for How did he want to ban it? Yeah. 
I'm still they not. They would just download it with like a VPN or something. Yeah. It'd be very funny, but yeah, VPNs are perfect because in many countries those apps don't work. For example, in Dubai, I was in Dubai, so I couldn't use Skype. Just use VPN, and everything you can use again. VPNs are awesome. They are definitely because that's how I watch, for example, British TV over here in Europe. Because I don't have any BBC here, and there's some some shows on BBC that I want to watch, and with VPN I can watch the iPlayer. Yes, like Doctor Who. Exact. Well, that's the only show I watch. Yeah, because there's nothing else I watch on BBC. <laughs> right. What other negative things have we got to say about 2020? Yeah, what other negative stuff we have. We have oh, what about that explosion? Um. Oh, the one in uh, the Middle East, right? Uh, Beirut, that Beirut, was it. Yeah, um, exactly, Beirut, Lebanon. Yeah, exactly, Lebanon. The uh, explosion of fertilizer. Exactly. I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was spectacular and bad. Yeah, more bad than spectacular, it, it, of course, but. I was amazed. I mean, obviously it's toxic and but for it to be stored so long and then to, the gas to build up and all of a sudden, kaboom. Half of a city is destroyed like that. Yeah, that was. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed, they're doing all right at the moment, but... There was nothing on the news anymore about that. So now the only country which is on news for Middle East is Dubai because everyone is traveling to Dubai for like, well, Dubai is open for tourism. I saw news that there's some rich, there's a group in the UK for rich people, well, there's an association for rich people in the UK where you can, where they organize business trips to Dubai to get the vaccine. But it costs like a fortune. But it's like holiday to Dubai, luxury and vaccine. I would love to go to Dubai, but not for the vaccine, but just because of the weather, because now we have rain here. I want summer, I want heat. I hate fucking rain. Oh yeah. I mean, the weather hasn't been too bad here. It's been um, snowy, but it's not being as... Uh, Miserable as it could have been. Yeah, we have the UK, normal UK rain weather right now here for the moment. Because now for the moment, here it's raining. With 10 degrees, but rain. But at least for this weekend, <laughs> they announced here in Luxembourg 20 degrees in February. 20 degrees. That's... I'm I mean... I haven't seen what our weather's going to be like, but I know that we're up to like 13 degrees next week. That's also good for February. February, that's pretty decent. I mean, it doesn't beat the uh, 25 degrees that we got in April last year. But, oh, that was awesome. but well, they said here in Luxembourg, Sunday, maybe 20 degrees, which normally for February, that never happened. But uh, I will take it. Sun and 20 degrees on February. I may start I may do a barbecue even on Sunday then. Yeah, it sounds like an idea. Barbecue sounds on good. Sunday in February. That sounds like a good idea. 
I will do that. I may post a photo of that on the internet then. But I like the idea. Burgers and barbecue in February. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. So uh, if we want to talk about the vaccine, the current, well, uh, Gibraltar is currently in the lead, but they have a very, very small population. They currently have 80 doses per 100 people. Yeah, and also Israel has nearly vaccinated, vaccinated all so the entire continent. Well, they are close to. Israel is very uh, close to have vaccinated everyone. 75 out of 100 people have been vaccinated. Mm. Um, then you've got the United Arab Emirates that have 54 people out of 100 people vaccinated. Yeah, probably like so, between Luxembourg, we are like at 10 people. Yeah, uh, the United Kingdom is at 25 per 100 people. Yeah, I guess we're like probably done 10 because we haven't, I think we have 100 people each day who got the vaccine here. And that's still like just old people or hospital personnel. And yeah, hospital people working at hospital. Now they started, well, they started this week in Luxembourg. They're num- level two of vaccination. So now everyone who isn't six but over 75 will get it now here so luxembourg has given 26000 doses of the vaccination which means that four out of every 100 people have been vaccinated yeah that's not a lot well we're just 800 600 700000 people here but that's not a lot it's not if you look at the uh, overall statistics but we're one of the worst countries in Europe. I think just the Netherlands are worse than some other countries. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be an uphill battle to get everyone vaccinated. But once it is, it will be worth it. Exactly. But I so guess... Do, do we have any positives of 2020? Well, my positives of 2020 are... To be honest, I'm happy that I could see a, su- a few of my friends who doesn't live here in the same country than I do. So I was happy to see a few of my international friends. So I've seen you. I've seen some other people in January. I met with my friend Martin in Sweden in, Febru- in February. So those were the positive points for me that I was happy to see a few friends which don't live close to me. So that was me like my positive notes for this year and that i got a job which i still have this year so, so that's i mean positive points like the that. security of having a job everyone being safe is yeah. uh, possibly the most positive thing we got out of last year i only knew a few people who had covid for none of them it was a bad case so Overall, 2020 wasn't a bad year for me. It wasn't for the, the bad thing for me in 2020 was to I love traveling, and that's the only thing which I couldn't do that year as much because normally I leave Europe at least once a, once every year. But last year, the further I went away was Sweden, so that was the worst thing for me was not to be able to travel. That's the one thing that I still miss until now. But that was the only 
bad thing really that happened to me last year not to be able to travel to see some friends because i have friends like on everywhere on the globe that was like the baddest thing for me last year yeah so i was yeah i definitely mm -hmm. missed uh, traveling with friends yeah or conventions that's also something i mean well i did two comic cons last year but you got in more than me i uh I had one planned and I didn't even go to one. Yeah, I was happy to do my two comic, one in January and one in February. Okay, the big one we had to cancel in summer. I'm still happy that I've seen a, a few of my friends last year, which don't live close to me. So that was my highlight for last year. And I'm happy that, I, yeah, I, I, it wasn't that bad for me, to be honest. I'll say the, the closeness of talking with friends and having a weekly quiz was the most positive thing of a week getting to look forward to a Saturday night where you could have a drink and a quiz okay it may have degraded into a silliness after a couple of weeks but uh, <laughs> it was definitely a highlight of the year exactly and just to have a job and to have, well, I purchased a flat that's only just gone through in this year, but to have something to look forward to for the future, rather than having to focus on the negatives, really, it put everything into perspective. Yeah. We can't be miserable all the time. We have to look forward, even if there are bad times. It's like the one saying that I sometimes used, the sun goes down like every day, but it will also rise again. And it will be the same with COVID. Sun goes down, but it will rise again and we will be stronger in the end. That's at least my motto. Hakuna Matata. Uh, Hakuna Matata is always, always a good quote. Exactly. It means no worries for the rest of your life yeah that's yeah perfect hakuna matata i think that's the best best way we could end this week's episode by saying hakuna matata definitely means no worries exactly so i would say that was our recap show for this week thank you again for joining anytime I, yeah I will pretty sure invite you again and we don't know yet about what we will talk then. The next time you will be on the show, but we will find something new or we will continue the recap show with you every year. If I will continue to do this podcast for a few years, the, the recap year show will be with you. If we do the yearly recap, I will surely come on and join you, Tim. Uh, I have enjoyed it. Perfect. Glad to hear that. So, yeah, that was this week's interview. So, again, Emma, thank you for joining. Thanks for having me. So, that was our guest, Emma. Emma, thank you again for joining us. It was an awesome talk. I love talking to you again very soon. And, yeah, that was our recap show in February. This week, I do not have a dad joke for you, but we will finish this week's episode a bit differently so yeah so 2020 was a weird different year but 
Yeah, well, 2020, but you may know that was one song by Billy Joel, We Didn't Start the Fire. So, 2020 would have been a perfect year for Billy Joel to do a new version of that song. So I thought, oh, let's give you an idea how the 2020 version of We Didn't Start the Fire could be. So. I will just sing a little verse of the 2020 versions like for you. So let's do that right now. School's closed, Tom Hanks, trouble in the big banks, no vaccine quarantine, no more toilet paper seat, travel ban, Weinstein, panic, COVID-19, NBA gone away. What else do I have to say? We didn't fight the fire. No, we didn't light it, but we tried to fight it. Yeah, so that's what we could have in the version of We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel 2020 version. So, yeah, again, I hope you enjoyed the show. And we'll be back next week. And as usual, we don't know yet what next week will be, be about. But I hope you enjoyed this week and see you soon. Bye-bye.